hey, it's Wheels, announcement time. First, this is an episode whose content warnings you might want to take a gander at. Um, this is where things start to get real spooky in our horror season. And this one in particular deals with, uh, we do kind of, we kind of cycle through a few different horror vignettes that all have to, that all deal with childhood in some way. So that's why the content warnings are like child death, violence against children. It's yeah, yeah, mm, totally fair. If you don't want to hear that, um, in which case, uh, skip to the end, you know, catch the end of the episode bloopers. And then, uh, next week, just listen to the recap and we'll tell you what happened. So yeah, if, uh, if things get too heavy for you, just, uh, catch us next week and we'll tell you what happened. Uh, the second thing, uh, and the last thing is that I wanted to mention, you'll notice, uh, a couple songs that I'm using a lot. In fact, an EP or an, uh, I think it's actually a full album of songs that I've been using a lot as I edit these. They're from, uh, a band called Oof Hawker. Uh, uh, the link is in the description, but, uh, they made a Creative Commons by Attribution record of Dungeon Synth, so that kind of ambient stuff you've been hearing a lot of through the season, not like the amped up battle music, but like the kind of spoopier uh, dungeony stuff. And yeah, the, the particular one I'm using is uh, Heroes of the Dawn, which has that Creative Commons license bundled with it, uh, which I really appreciate. I love when artists uh, do something like that, so... Uh, if you like that style of music, I would encourage you to buy other, you know, buy the other Off Hawker records just to uh, reward people for um, letting their art be used in other people's art. I love that. The episode begins now. Once you get deep enough down, you start to notice a lot of people you see are uh, runners, you know, running from the law or consequences. But if you go even deeper, you stop seeing even the runners. Way down there, that's where you go running if you want something to catch you. Not everyone is destined for greatness. These are the stories of the damned. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other rotten stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Wheels. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. And I'm Greg. So we took like 15 minutes to start this episode because we were just talking. Mm-hmm. And... um. I realized it's because like I'm starved for talking to friends and I'm like, Hey, my friends are here. I just want to talk. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, but do we want to hear from one of our newer friends, Sud about what happened last week? (laughs) Oh, sure. So, um, you know, we're stuck on this, uh, Island Atlantis thing. It's a nightmare realm. And the longer you stay, the worse it gets. So, we got about five days before we got to go back. And then um, I guess some snakes want us to get a thing back from a demon. It's standard job. It, <laughs> we'll get it done. We just have to go down lower and then we kill stuff. Okay? Good. Excellent summary. It's mostly about revenge. 
you have a map that uh, guides you. If you recall, you're in this strange supernatural root system where you were in Atlantis. That was one of your that was one of the entrances to that root system. And the demon that you're hunting is down deep in the actual root system itself. And I mentioned before that even when you're a few levels down, somehow in this weird Aurora Borealis or, you know, Mirage sense, you can still always see the exit, what we called the planes last time. You can always see your way out of this root system, but you've never gone quite as far down as you are this time. And as you're riding down this essentially kind of like a minecart, as it goes down deeper and deeper and it goes from, you know, populated city to less populated burb to, and eventually you're off the beaten path completely as you go deeper and deeper into probably unexplored branches uh, as you end up guide, you end up having to leave the minecart and just go on foot, and it just becomes completely cavernous. And at this point, uh, you start to realize you've never been down this deep. But once you do go that far down, that mirage kind of starts to go away, and you can only see the planes if you look up, like it's above you. Like you know, you're kind of looking up from the bottom of a well. And by the time you get to the level that this demon is supposedly on. It's gone. You can't. You, 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 there's maybe a speck if you really look. Like if you're watching a balloon, and you can, you feel like you can still track it for a while, and then it's gone. And the only light is your torches now. I don't mean to alarm anyone, but I seem to have lost the plane. Mm. Oh, I mean, like that's good though, right? Maybe this is how I can get out. Nothing about this is good. We we have to hurry. I find it a mat unsettling not to be able to see it. Yeah, I mean, it was there for so long. Is it a security blanket now? <laughs> no, it always was. <laughs> you finally get to the this this cave within the root system that the demon lives in. You get to the door, and it's... It's, uh, it's like gray bricks, but they're somehow held together with uh, gold. So you get to this uh, facade uh, and this door, and, and it has these gray blocks with gold outlining them. Hmm. On the door, there's words, uh, like, really nicely carved... You know, it was part of the creation of this place, it seems. The words carved are the three of your names. Whoa. Hmm. Speaking of unsettling. Yeah, that one I can fully be on board with. Not settled by that one. It, this is the is this the only entrance, or are, like is it like a long tunnel led us to this? You're going down. Uh, you know, one of the offshoots of the roots. Uh, and so that passageway that you came down, you're just on one of those, you know, sub branches and it's basically ending here. You could go deeper if you went back up and then down, but who knows if that even gets you where you need to be. This seems like the only entrance you can, it's the only entrance you can see right now. It's possible there might be some other route. You could take literally another route <laughs> route you could take down uh, to maybe try to find another entrance, but from the vent, from the, 
end of the route that you're on, this is the only entrance you can see. Okay, so there's not like branching hallways across. This has been a straight hall to this to this door. There have been branching hallways, but you've been down. You've been going straight for a while okay. now. Down. Is there is there a way I can investigate with my knowledge of magic why our names are here? It's probably study. Um, okay. But tell me what you're. You said you're kind of using you know your knowledge of magic. What does that What does that look like, Logan? Well, I only have the three sp- spells, right? I have energy bolt, mend, and temporal mm-hmm. shift. So I don't know that there's any like magic uh, specific stuff, but I would just think that if this is like magical in nature that our names are here, which I assume it is, that's what Anita assumes. I would think that she, like she has her eye out for that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So if, so if it is magical, maybe it's easier for me to get or something. I don't know. Yeah. Roll me a study. Okay. Study I think is a D six because I don't have a special skill of that. Is that's that right? yeah. It's like either a, you get one D ten, two D eights, and the rest are D sixes. And if you get a four or above, it's a hit. I got a five though. That's a success, right? It is a success. Yeah. Horror is funny because sometimes finding out the answer, being successful at finding more knowledge, is not heartening. Ooh. <laughs> sometimes it's bad news. There is nothing magical here. Oh, no. <laughs> that is bad news. What the fuck? Or rather, there might be magical things beyond the door, but your names were carved here. Anita. Anita is, like, visibly very disturbed. She, this is fucked up. She doesn't like it. <laughs> and she just, like, backs up off the door, like, because she was certain it was magic. Just like she's certain that she can leave whenever she wants to, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it didn't even occur to her to think anything else, and then it was like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" So blood says, "Somebody's just fucking with y'all," and opens the door. <laughs> cool. Uh, when you open the door, the inside is is that same. You know, once you get through the facade, you can see that the whole, um, at least the hall, this hallway that you can see, you know, it opens. There's a short walk forward, but then it branches left and right. And at least this part of the hallway that you can see is made of that same brick inlaid with gold. You know, it might spook you just because there's all of a sudden light, but you can tell uh, shortly after that there's some sort of mechanism that once the door opens, uh, it sparks a match that lights torches uh, along this area. And so it lights... Ancient refrigerator. (laughs) Yeah, it lights up the entrance of the dungeon which gives us a, a great lighting for the three of you to describe what your Victorian monster hunting outfits are. Let's Woo! go. Who wants to go first? Me. <laughs> what would you look like? So, uh, when I was trying to find what blood would wear, I knew I wanted it to be feminine, but not a dress, which Victorian times, very difficult. But what I landed on after looking up, like, Lots of different, trying different combinations of words to make women in pants in Victorian times come up. (laughs) I found out that harem pants became very popular in starting a little before the Victorian times and then extending past it because it was a way to look like you might have a dress on because harem pants are those big like um, uh, billowy pants, but then they have like the cuffs at your ankles. So like MC Hammer pants. Kind of, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, 
So what I landed on was an outfit that's very beaded and decorated. The top is like um, tank toppy kind of like strap, not strapless, but small straps, you know, like a tank top. And then it has this like badass like belt kind of Mm -hmm. um, that's also really beaded and pretty. And oh, my God, what just happened? My picture. I need it back. (laughs) (laughs) I can't describe it if I can't see it. Um, and then it's like got there's like a skirt part that's um very um thin like tulle kind of fabric almost where it's like um not exactly a tutu because it's longer and it's like two layers but but it is that like kind of sheer fabric and then it has this like how do y'all describe have y'all y'all saw it how do you describe this piece in the front it's like a cod piece yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like really have we mentioned, long. Have we mentioned the colors yet? So the um, beads are a like a lot of sort of emeraldy. Yeah, it's like turquoise, emeraldy colors, um, gold, red, those kind of things. But then the fabric is all gray. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, I think it's, that describes it well. Yeah, uh, I'll tweet it. And then you're a fish person. <laughs> Anita, what do you look like? So Anita, like the the dresses. Anita has had a lot of, you can tell uh, on her hands and face, there's lots of scars because a blood magic just demands that in the first place, especially if you're not like used to that. Um, So there are mechanisms for quickly drawing blood. That's like not, it's like the minimum amount of pain, you know, like a little prick on the finger so that she can quickly cast blood magic without having to have any major damage. And it's she just finds uh, like dresses and stuff too. It's like not practical for what she needs to do with moving her hands around. So she's in more of like a riding outfit, which is masculine or feminine for the Victorian era, but her clothes tend to be towards the more masculine side of fashion. Uh, She has very high boots that are brown, some tan pants that go like well like up to the actual waist. I didn't know this, but did y'all know that the waist is like above your belly button? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's where you bend. Mm-hmm. We don't wear the, yeah. that way. It's though. where you bend. But like I've always thought it's where you wear your pants, but that's not where that no. <laughs> yeah, when things say high waisted, they should just say wasted. wasted. Yeah, that's, that's you're wasted if you're wearing those pants. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they come up all the way to the actual waist and the, uh, she has a dark green cloak that goes uh, just just above the knee uh, in length. Um, and she's wearing a a modern baseball cap that has the logo for the band Stargoon, although she's not aware that that's a band or what the hell Stargoon is. That, or that what was the like hell. the magical that was the magical wizard's hat that she has <laughs> and mentioned in yeah. her. That's like what the random artifact that you got at yeah. the beginning, right? Mm hmm. Uh, so that's from unknown origins to her, uh, but she does wear it all the time. She thinks it's cool. Uh, and it like it has to do with her magic power, right? Um, it's the the description you gave me. Let me read it again. Uh, it's a helmet made of material you've never seen before. Check modern baseball cap. <laughs> Check. It, bears a, it bears a mysterious incantation. Check and looks somehow familiar. OK, uh, that's magic shit. Uh, and for okay. some ex- inexplicable reason, you want a toy with it. So uh, I see she's okay. 
constantly messing with it and like trying to have it as a good fit, probably because it's such a foreign hat concept for her. And she's like, <laughs> she keeps unbuttoning and yeah. rebuttoning the, <laughs> the strap thing yeah. on the back. Like, I just can't get it to or fit it, <laughs> my hair. Is it Velcro? Um, it makes a horrible noise that we're all like, ah, <laughs> I think Velcro would damned. Like if it, okay. Yes. And also that's the thing that she's most scared of because <laughs> you put it together and it doesn't come apart unless you force it apart. And then it makes a horrible shriek. <laughs> The cries of the damned. Uh, Sud, what about you? Uh, so, Sud wears essentially just like the standard men's wear. So, black sort of fitted pants, you know, at the actual waist. Um, he wears a deep red shirt that's got some frill on it. Like, you know, it's clearly, he's clearly trying to say that at you know, he does have enough money to meet enough of the fashion that he won't be kicked out of society, but clearly doesn't care. Also, he it's red so that when it gets splattered with blood, it's much harder to see. Um, The biggest thing is he has a very thick, long, uh, almost a trench coat. It's sort of it's like a tuxedo coat top, but it goes all the way down to his ankles and it's clearly padded. He clearly uses this this long cloak as a form of armor. Like it's easier to to have things, you know, in sword fights uh glance off or poke through the fabric but get sort of stuck in how thick and padded it is. Um and it's also easier to conceal his sword, you know, at his waist or if he straps the sword behind his back, it just sort of blends into the padding. Um you can tell that once upon a time he wore a necktie, uh, but has long since abandoned that because he finds the whole thing restricting. How can you tell he once wore a necktie? Because there's <laughs> clearly lines, like it's colored there. Uh, like on the, the suit, that's cool. Yeah. But like hmm. that that piece of thing is gone. Um, cool. And then normally you'd wear like high-heeled boots, um, but that's completely impractical for what he wants. Sure. Uh, so he just wears very plain leather boots, almost cowboyish boots, like that sort of rough, thick leather, and mm-hmm. doesn't take great care of it. It's uh, once they wear out, he'll just get new. Uh, but it doesn't seem the whole lot like th- this is the shit that walk this. These walk through shit and blood and entrails. So why, right? Why pay a lot of attention to them? <laughs> Oh, 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 I've got two. I've got two additional facts about yeah. Anita's garb. Sorry, but uh, one is that she doesn't wear any metal. Um, she has um, bolt like electric magic, and she's found that oh. wearing metal uh, <laughs> can add complications to that. Yeah, um, and so she does make her own clothes all the time, but she has a mend spell. So I think the 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 seams and the fabric look really strange, especially where they connect because she's used magic to put together the outfit. Cool. Hmm. Do you go right or left? Right. Yeah. (laughs) In our Uh, clothing? (laughs) (laughs) Do I dress right or left in my clothing? I mean, I think it's really personal about how I'm doing that day, but sure. We'll go right. (laughs) You follow the hallway, uh, it makes one curve uh, kind of deeper into the, uh, we'll call it a fort for now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what it looks like. And uh, then there's, after that 
turn to the left. There's a door on your right. Uh, do you go in or do you stop by the door? I don't like door traps. That's just my, <laughs> that's just my thing. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you can door. look for them, but they ain't going to be there. Are there <laughs> loose stones and stuff? Like Loose stones. Are there um, random things we can pick up? There's just layers of dust, and it seems crumbling, not from use, but from age. So, yeah, there are pebbles and rocks and things at your feet. I think uh, Sud looks at the group. So, they said hi- uh, the demon was hypervigilant, yes? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we can play with that. Hypervigilant is also hyperdistracted. We <laughs> should... Do what we can to make noises where we're not going. When they're chasing shadows, we have an, uh, a better chance of getting close. Hmm. How do you want to do that? Uh, so uh, Sud picks up a rock, rock, walks back to where we made the choice of uh, right or left, and like mm-hmm. hurls a rock down the left as hard as he can, and then comes back. Give me a... Deceive roll, please. Hmm. Hmm. Guess who's got a 10 in that, y'all? <laughs> I've seen a D10 roll a 1. I mean, so have I. <laughs> and I got a 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how big is the rock that you're throwing? I mean, I figure it's hand size, so probably a little smaller than a baseball. Uh, You throw it, and, like, as you've been walking down the hallway, you've noticed that, like, you can't see anything uh, too far in the direction you didn't go, but you think you hear, you know, you throw the rock and you throw it past where you're able to see and it lands and you hear it landing, but it seems there are too many sounds. It, it, <laughs> it like lands too many times. So you're not sure. Is that it? Is there something st- like, was that just it rattling, or is there something moving? You don't know. Huh. Mm. That was weird. I'll, I'll walk back and then sort of let y'all decide if we're going through the door or continuing. I'm opening this door. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> Wait, were you gonna? <laughs> were you gonna see? On? Were you gonna see one weird thing and then turn around? Is that really, <laughs> really a thing? You open the door. And at this point, for a split second, it looks like just when you walked in, where you open the door and then the room lights up. And I shouldn't even say a split second because it gives you long enough to all walk in, at which point things diverge for the three of you. And whoever, you know, feel free to take some time if you need to. Um, But I'd like each of you to tell me about a moment where your character was afraid in childhood. Mm. Oh, I know suds. Okay, let me know. Yeah. Um, so it was the very first time that it was breakfast, and his grandfather, who they had been taking care of, like had they finally moved them into the house. Like this was going to be a thing that Grandpa was going to live there now, and they're at breakfast and they're eating, and it's just a normal. It's just normal. Like, we're just eating some eggs and some porridge. And it's cl- it becomes very clear to Sud that his grandfather 
can't eat the food or won't eat the food um, or there is something clearly wrong and he starts speaking that language the one that they all told him until he knew better that it was from the old country but just all the words that were being uttered somehow Sud knew that was wrong and watching his mother get so angry and rush over and for a person that he'd never seen violence from hit when she hit my grandfather with a wooden spoon and told him to stop that moment of seeing my mother capable of violence and what had just happened before it like has never left his memory like that was the first time Sud probably at age five had the first glimpse that there's much more behind this world than he's been allowed to see. And that just freaked him out. Sud, in front of you, what you see is, you know, you walk into the room, the lights come on, like the refrigerator lights that we talked about. But then you blink, and when your eyes open again, you're not there anymore. You are in that kitchen. You're not where you were in your memory, you're actually, you can actually see yourself sitting at the table, and you see your family sitting at the table. You're not even really paying too much attention to what horrified you as a child, because the cabinets, because uh, you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. eating in the. Did you say you're like in a dining room or a kitchen? Like in the say? kitchen, which is like a yeah. country kitchen. So. The, you know, there's a bit of a space between the top of the cabinet and the ceiling, right, uh, lining this kitchen. And there's just a, an impish, red, naked creature with sharp claws that's just sitting there, watching, smiling, just staring daggers at your young self uh, in this image of your past and just snickering. The, and the more and more the child you is terrified by... How, how much confusing family stuff is happening here. Um, this creature that's just lurking there unseen by uh, the other characters just is just loving it and is just grinning from ear to ear with horrifyingly pearly white teeth. What about the other two of you? Oh, uh, yeah, I got one. Yeah, hit me. So it was the first time we had gone to the beach and... So at that time, I just looked like a normal little cute, you know, seven-year-old, like blonde hair, curls, you know. And um, we went and my mother goes into the ocean and just, she doesn't come back up. Like from my perspective, she just goes under the water and like, I guess she drowned. And I was like freaking out. And my dad was like, no, no, this is fine. This is fine. And I'm like, um, I'm sorry. Did you not just mm. see what I just saw? <laughs> and I'm like upset and I'm like crying and I'm so scared because I just think like my dad doesn't care. My mom just walked into the ocean and drowned. And then she comes back up with these people that are like, to me, terrifying monsters because they're these weird fish people. And I'm mm. just like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. And like, that was my first experience with what I would become as I grew older. Um, wasn't down with mm. it 
at the time. It was very scary. Obviously, I've come to terms with it, but... When you blink, as you might imagine, you are on that beach. And again, it's not a, a memory. You're standing there and you can see your younger self. And for you, as the... Your... As your child self is horrified looking at these, all of these strange, strangers and strange creatures at the same time uh, coming out of the water, you know, fixated looking towards the sea, uh, what your past self doesn't see, but you see now uh, is that behind you, that same clawed red hand is reaching up and out of the sand behind you and looks as though it's going to claw itself towards your past self. Mm. Anita, what about you? Uh, I'm I'm remembering a time when I was uh, very young and I think I was in, in a school situation and one of my friends, I got mad at one of my friends in the way that kids do, like extremely blow up mad, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that magic happened for me. And unfortunately, I did electrocute that poor girl to death. Ooh. Yeah. And um, that uh, that was obviously before I was making sure not to have metal on me. So I have little scars reminding me of this time all around my body where there, where there was metal on my outfit at the current time. The... <laughs> Ugh, it's, e- it's even creepier... At least to me, your scene is even creepier. Um, because, again, you see that scene playing out in front of you, and uh, it's it's an already enough to s- be watching this moment from another vantage point, but it adds just a level of uh, sort of chaotic horror that it's like there's too many things going on, that type of fear, when you see that... The, the creature uh, that was slithering and hiding in the other two, uh, its pointed devilish tail is just s- visibly swinging, coming out of the back of your long childhood hair, and just swaying back and forth. The creature is must be clinging onto your young skull hidden behind all of your hair. I gotta say, it, me- it messed me up that you... Uh... You took a couple of tries to even say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all, I should check. We all still good with the level of scary? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Sud, what do you, how do you react to seeing this scene again? Um, and seeing that creature? I, I mean, how I reacted the first time I returned home after knowing the truth. I pulled my sword. <laughs> cool. Uh, what about, uh, we'll have you roll initiative while you're doing that. Um, what about, uh, blood? So right now, all I'm seeing is my past self and a weird hand come out of the sand. And it's pull, and you know, it's pulling itself. Pulling itself towards me, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can see more. It's whole, it's entire arm at this point. Okay. And it's clearly dragging itself. It's like pulling itself out, you know, in the direction of your past self. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I say, well, that can't be good, and draw my gun. Cool. Anita? I'm 
I think Anita is really freaked out. Um, I don't think that she has a good idea of how to like stop this situation. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but she she like readies a spell, but doesn't know where to shoot it. You know. Yeah. All right, everybody, roll initiative. Um, that's gonna be, I think, uh, should be on the top left of your character sheet somewhere. Is it speed? speed. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what okay. it is. Roll your speed. That's what please. I rolled, and I did. Really. <laughs> I mean, I have a D four, so you probably did better than me. I got a two. Yeah, you did better than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. I got a one. Wow, y'all are not quick on the uptake. <laughs> um, the best roll was from Greg with a two. So, in all of your cases, I think that moment of hesitation of like. I mean, even if there wasn't a, a lot of hesitation, it sounds like Sud was right for the sword, but there's still at least, uh, you know, at least a split second of where am I? What's going on? And in that time, in each of your visions, all of the creatures uh, make their move, and all of them, uh, without exception, make a break towards your younger self and and the younger self doesn't seem to be reacting uh but sud you see this creature that was on top of the on top of the cabinets scurries over along the you know using the cabinets as kind of like a little catwalk and gets to your to your past selves corner of the room and drops down claws and just so fast like a like a quick insect scurrying across and then leaps down claws out and gets its claw into the side of your younger self and the really creepy thing is that your younger self doesn't react at all but the creature is laughing hysterically blood you see a similar thing um you can now see the creature's face uh and its head pops out right by your younger uh self's ankle and it just starts to chew. It's it's chewing like you would chew like a chewy candy. And again, your past self is not reacting. And Anita, you see that pointy, uh, devilish tail stab into the spine of your younger self. And again, no reaction from your younger self. What's happening to my leg right now? Good question. Nothing. Sud, you're up next. What do you do? Well, there's a thing, and I got a pointy thing, so I'm going to take that pointy thing and shove it into the bad thing. Cool. Uh, give me your... You just do an attack roll, right? And you keep rolling until you miss? Yeah, so the first roll is always with advantage. Uh, six and a two, so I will take that six. Cool. Uh, so that's a, So just keep rolling until you get a miss, and we'll count the hits. One, but I re-roll ones. Right. You re-roll your first one, I guess. Nope. So just one hit. So yep. you are able to get the creature's attention away from your past self, and when it re- retracts its its claws from younger you, uh, the scene kind of halts in time, and it's ju- and it the color drains out such that the two of you are the only thing in color, and its attention is locked on you and the scene, the rest of the scene has frozen and it starts to charge towards you. It does take uh, damage though. How much damage do you do? Two. Okay. And I switch into my parry stance 
since I don't have my backup. Cool. Uh, and I will uh, just uh, holler out for my two friends just to see if they respond. Give me... What would that be? Give me a tactics roll, please. Six. Cool. You, uh, not you, uh, Blood and Anita, faintly like a, you know, Blood, you you hear it like a voice coming from beyond, like a a dune away, you know, like a yelling voice. And Anita, you hear a voice yelling from inside the school. Uh, And actually... Greg, what do they hear Sud yelling um, kind of far off in their own worlds? Blood. Anita, where are you? When you hear that, you're kind of like able to get your bearings a bit. And the same thing happens to the two of you where the scene stops uh, and turns gray, save for the red of the creature and yourself. And time stops in the scene. and. The facade, uh, the the illusion fades away from the three of you, <laughs> and you can you're kind of like snapped back to reality. There goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. And yes, got to do it on recording. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're back just in the the brick, the plain brick room. But now you see the three creatures, and they're all jumping towards you. Um, we'll leave it there, and we'll fight them next time. I want y'all to know I was going to shoot little me. <laughs> I just wanted you to know what kind of character Holy blood was. Shit. Just so we're aware. Little well, me you said it shot. wasn't doing anything to my leg, so I was just like, fuck oh, it, this damn. ain't real. Damn. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I like the idea of the episode just ending on, like, you've trained your gun on your pet. You are going to shoot and kill your past self, or whatever, your past self, and, like, just when you pull the trigger is when the it's like the almost like the sound of the gunshot is what firmly breaks you out of the illusion. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or email us at hi at VRE.show. Check out our website at VRE.show for a listening guide, links to everyone's Twitter, and our shop for cool and pins featuring characters from the show. If you want to help us out, you can rate and review our show or just tell a friend about us. If you enjoy what we do, consider backing us on Patreon, where we release a bonus show each month along with a bunch of other extras. Check it out at patreon.com slash VRE. And to all our patrons, thank you so much for supporting us. One creature from beyond... Boo-ert. <laughs> says, so good. So good. <laughs> Gotta love VRE. These people have a great dynamic. They always find new ways to make you laugh, think, and sometimes cry. I highly recommend. Yay. Thanks. And I like Thank your you. name. You have discovered the rare triple blooper. Sometimes there's too much bullshit in one recording session. Get on your blooper hats, everybody. Three, two, one, bloop. I did not hear everyone. What? I only heard two, but I'm sure everyone did.
Wait, one was way late. Someone clapped. Yeah. Maybe there's, oh, maybe my. No, I, I can hear no, you. I think Greg, are you there? There might be a delay with me yeah. or something. Huh. I definitely. I heard the clap way late too, and I don't know who it huh. was because I wasn't looking at well, the Well, if me, Lee, and Greg heard a clap late. <laughs> it was Craig. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't me. Craig clapped late. Oh, Craig I'm saying it probably was. Late. I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we clap again at 55? Sure. Oh, crap. Sure. Okay. That was several claps. I literally only heard one, but fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, one of you needs... I, cla- I clapped again, whoever's editing. I'm so sorry that I clapped again for a joke, but that's <laughs> fucking stupid as hell. Jesus Thanks, Logan. Christ. <laughs> um... I got fucked up twice because the first time when our names were written on the thing, but there was no magic. And then second, because you had a tough time describing the scary thing. I was like, how scary is it yeah. that God can't even do it? <laughs> can God make something so scary that God's afraid of it? The answer is yes. I mean, that's the that's the key to yeah. horror, right? It's like, it's got to scare you if it's going to scare yeah. anyone else. Wheels, you cut out for like half of that. What? No. Can you hear us? Oh no. Ah, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I can hear you, oh, but am I oh delayed? Bye. Womp. Ah. Bye. Fish sticks. <laughs> Did you say fish <laughs> sticks or fish dicks? <laughs> fish sticks. <laughs> but now ah, I said dicks. fish dicks. <laughs> You and your goddamn fish dicks. <laughs> Sick of all that. I like him. <laughs> what, if that, what if that was the box in the freezer? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like my wired connection isn't working, so it's trying to do Wi-Fi, and I'm in the worst room of the house for Wi-Fi, so I'm just going to go to my cable and okay. try to figure out what, or go to my router. So fine, we're going to talk about um, fish sticks. We're about about fish Maybe we end up doing a, a single while, anyway. So don't worry about us. Okay, we sounds good. We got a good. whole lot of poisson pinay to talk about. Fish dicks. Do they have them? <laughs> Do they have them? No, I guess they don't because fish fertilize eggs externally. I mean, they got some. They got to come from somewhere, right? I mean, it's, well, that, got, it doesn't have to be a, a dick. Right, they have a whole... They, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, sharks the have their babies live. So, oh. some of them. Oh, really? Do. So, they don't. Yeah. Okay. So, that's a fish with a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. So I'm now on the wonderful webpage, 10 Bizarre Facts About Fish Genitalia and Their Reproductive Rituals, so <laughs> you can see how my night's going. Yeah, that, that's great. You're welcome. There's a fish with the genital on its head. I unplugged it and plugged it back in, and it seems like it's working, so let's hope that stays. Oh, can you wait? But none yep. of you are talking. Yeah, but we no, can, none of us are talking because I'm reading about fish genitalia.
Can you hear us? Maybe oh, okay. Can't. Yeah, I can hear you. Wheels, can you hear us? We're calling oh, like out for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything different to my audio, so I have no idea why it's better. Also, I guarantee you fish sex gets wild. <laughs> This is my thoughts on what y'all said while I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee fix six is wild. <laughs> y'all. Gets weird under the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's all wet and slickery already, so why not play? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing it to the limits. Oh, I'm so Everyone sad. Everyone wonders we're why so we're on this show. Can't hear it. I know. <laughs> okay, am I? Is it? <laughs> what about now? Am I still I delayed? You. <laughs> See you so Can you hear me? We need you to understand the perverted things we're laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about you, fish. You can't hear me. <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, yes, I can hear hey! you now. Okay. Uh, let's hope that stays. <laughs> um, that's a dick. <laughs> so it's right not there. just a dick, it's a fish dick. <laughs> it's a fish dick. Um, that's very funny. Uh, I do eat fish sticks. Um, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, that's a thing that Lee's character should say. That's what, That would be funny. Um... <laughs> Although that's just assuming a lot. But, yeah. Okay. Uh okay. So are we where even were we? Were we done with the I think we were done yeah. with the recap and we we're moving on. Yeah. Okay. But also this episode could were... be a twenty minute long after credits if you want. <laughs> 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 I don't 